Hi guys, welcome back to episode 13. I'm Allie, the host of this podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Dana and Kitty and we'll be chatting about and answering the 36 questions that lead to love from this perspective of two arrows and one hetero. <laughs> um, if you've never heard of the concept of 36 questions, and honestly I don't remember where I first heard of it, and I have to actually look up all this background information. It was created by psychologist Arthur Aaron. It has helped boost intimacy between strangers, resulted in friendship, romance, even marriage. Uh-huh. Um, they take about 45 minutes to complete total, and and they become more personal and intense as the list progresses. The idea is that by forcing vulnerability, it kind of forces closeness, which... Well, no shit, we... Sherlock. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense, yeah. Who to thunk if you're vulnerable with people, you get closer to them. Oh my god. <laughs> so I am in a very sassy mood today. Because this mind. is, you know, for a podcast, we do, we're going to have the... You don't have to answer everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> You're meant to do it with, one, with, like, just one other person, mm. but we have three, so we're just gonna, like, try to go around in a circle and get everyone's answers if you want to answer. Like, I looked down the list of questions before this, and a lot of them I don't actually have an answer for. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Or else I'd be sitting here for, like, 20 minutes thinking, and we don't have time for that. So, question number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? That's one of those oh. I don't have an answer for. <laughs> It, it's down to like two people, either Carl Sagan because that dude was ah. freaking amazing, or Leonardo da Vinci. Hmm. Carl Sagan was a very prominent scientist. He wrote the book Contact. He wrote a number of books about science. He also wrote some about just random stuff under a pen name. Which one of his books has like my favorite quote? He was talking about like organized religion and he said one of the sad facts of humanity is that when you've been bamboozled for long enough you tend to just believe the bamboozle you're Uh no longer even aware that you've been bamboozled (laughs) he was very outspoken about being an atheist he's also a gigantic pothead most people nowadays when you mention cosmos they think of the series that went out on netflix with neil degrasse tyson the original cosmos was done in the 70s and that was Hmm. carl's thing i used to have the entire original Cosmos series on like DVD and Carl had the most soothing voice like I would put it on and just go to sleep because within five minutes out like a light because Carl just had this amazingly warm soothing voice and he was just like Bob Ross level of chill it it was great I, I loved Carl I was very sad when he passed away especially the way that he did he i can't remember what flavor of cancer he had but by the time he finally passed away he like barely even looked like himself anymore it was Mm. it was very sad i always have with questions like this it's it's like you could have anyone in the world it's like i don't really want to have some random famous stranger (laughs) that just sounds incredibly awkward i just like like i mean you can choose not to right it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be famous like you guys coming for dinner would be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, it's always like people have all these famous people and I'm like, I don't really want to meet any famous people. Eh, friends are nice. I like those. <laughs> right? Friends are nice. Don't really have an answer, but... Be Nikola Tesla. He'd be cool to have for dinner. He would be cool to have as a guest. I guess like, like he's definitely he's something. definitely up there on my list. Even though I do not know math, and I'm sure ninety percent of what he would talk about would go whoo right over my head. You gotta pick someone that you can like get like meaningful things out of, right? Probably. I I honestly would say like Hillary Hahn or someone like music field that would be interesting even though i don't plan on like doing music full-time as like a career or anything but that would be so interesting i don't know i get a kick out of it question number two would you like to be famous in what way hell no kind of (laughs) i want to be able to create cool things and get money from it and so you can't really do that without having a certain amount of fame but not like level of fame where people recognize you yeah but i'd like to have more the internet these are people are all super far away fame you know i guess Uh my thing is just like the traditional notion of fame hell no no because 
I don't That's need to be much. in jail every other week for punching <laughs> paparazzos. Mm -hmm. I like my privacy. I like yeah, yeah. being able to be like a hermit in the woods who like almost exclusively lives in pajamas unless I have to go run errands. Yeah. I don't want to have mm -hmm. to worry about like, I don't want to have to shoot anybody for like <laughs> just showing up at my house unannounced and being a creepy stalker person. No, thank you. No, that's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not great. Don't like that. For me, being famous for like craft or something rather than like as like a person. Yeah. I guess. So yeah. like you you know like there's those channels or whatever that they just they don't show their face or they don't like show corpse their voice. husband. Yeah, but they're still like really you can't get recognized if no one knows what you look yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like that would be kind of cool. I'd like yeah I'd like to be able to show off my cool things and have people like my cool things. Yeah. But I yeah. don't want to have but to. Suddenly interact with people, you know? I also am the sort, like, I don't care if the audience that likes the cool thing that I've done is like five people or a ridiculous number. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. if what I'm doing makes one person happy, I'm I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Yay, I did the thing. Yeah. So, f to me, fame is just kind of this, like, weird what the fuck thing where it's like, well, why though? <laughs> number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? I do that before any possible conversation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would say I definitely think about what I'm going to say, but as far as like rehearse what I'm going to say before a telephone call, no, not really. I did when I was uh -huh. younger, but then I oh. I kind of figured out over time that that doesn't do me any good at all because the minute the other person picks up the phone, I forget what the fuck I was going to say. Oh yeah, same. Like that well-rehearsed thing. Whew, out the window, so I've kind of given up on it. Like, I come up with an entire conversation to have beforehand, but the other person has not agreed to this conversation, so it doesn't go that way, because they're not gonna say what I need them to be saying in order to have my half, you know? I was terrible about that as a kid. Like, my mom would ask me a question, and the answer she would get back would not even be close to related. <laughs> and she'd be like, what the fuck, child? What does that have to do with anything? And I would literally run down this like five minute conversation where it's like, you asked me this and I would say this and then you'd say that and da -da -da. and eventually it would get to like, what do you want for dinner? Because it's gonna rain on Tuesday. What? And it took the longest time for her to like break me out of that and be like, child, you cannot do that. That is not how it works. That's not how conversation works. <laughs> My thing is, I don't phone call yeah, unless I, it's, like, urgent. So, usually if it's urgent that I know what I have to say to them. I fucking hate phone calls. I only phone call, basically, if it's to a business. Yeah, and, oh, God, I hate that. Oh, that's awful. But that's part of the uh, reason I rehearse all of them, because I have to know it what I'm asking for. It my anxiety for. up so much. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. talking I on the all phone. That. Also, I, like, I know both of you aren't in school anymore, but... Because I so am. Roll call. And oh, just God. Kind of oh, yeah, go over yeah. the word here, 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 here in my head. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. You, to have to be so prepared for that, have to check if the uh -huh. other Dana that was in my class was in the, my class because our names were beside each other. <laughs> so it w would go Dana, oh. her last name, Dana, my last name. Or it was, no, the teachers don't uh -huh. say last names. So they just go Dana. It's like, nope. And you get two yeah. people to go anything. here. <laughs> I, I'm always last because my last name. Mm -hmm. so, so it's just like anxiety. Um, number four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? I don't have to go into public and deal with people. Uh -huh. <sighs> I can just be at my house in comfortable clothing and do some art and maybe talk to some people that I enjoy online, like you guys, my sister. And mm -hmm. I can have a nap around whenever the frick I want. It's basically my daily life. <laughs> you don't safe for days yeah safe for days where i have to run errands or maybe a day where i like i get to go to the beach or something and there again as long as i don't have to deal with the general public overly much i can just be like unto myself doing whatever it is that i am doing i am a very simple beast i'm very easy to please <laughs> just don't make me deal with a-holes and I'm happy. <laughs> I honestly could not tell you what my perfect day would be because I just, I enjoy a certain amount of variation. 
I like going and yeah. hanging out with people. I like existing on my own. Yeah. Yeah, like a mixture of both. And I could easily have way too much of both because I don't like hanging out with uh-huh. my friends that much. And if I stay alone yeah. too long, I get sad. So. Yeah, no, I would say probably a perfect day involves like a mix of both. I'm perfectly happy to be at my house by myself all day and interact with people over the internet. Like maybe mm-hmm. have like a video call with my sister or somebody. That mm-hmm. to me is fine. It's do some art, play some mm-hmm. video games, digitally hang out with some people. Good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, good enough is good enough. Like, yeah. for me, it'd be like be productive for part of the day, and also during that time, we'll see. It with like friends yeah. and relax. And for me, if I get some work on an art project of any variety done, the day was productive because <laughs> that's kind of at just, least like it's what I do. Low stress. You know, yeah. it's like nothing mandatory. I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be productive because I want to work on this. Yeah. I'm being forced to, or because I have a deadline looming in my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Oh, Something that. like that. Yeah. Number five. When did you last sing to yourself to someone else? The earlier, when I was uh, before my alarm for recording went off, I was and I was painting my bedroom wall. I was singing along with the playlist on my phone. So. I was butchering a mindless self-indulgence song to myself. (laughs) Yesterday I was singing along with a song. To someone else, like years ago, I don't sing in front of people. I think probably the last time I like actively sang to someone else would have been the Canadian? So almost a decade ago, he really liked my- Oh, wow. Yeah, he really- It's not that I dislike singing in front of people. It's just, Mm -hmm. I Like, if I'm in the car and a song comes on that I like, I don't care if there's another person in the car, I'll sing along with it, that's fine. But like, directly singing to Mm -hmm. someone, uh, he was the only person that ever asked me, like, specifically to sing to him outside of like, chorus class in high school. Uh, Okay, the first part's easy. Like, half an hour ago, right before you jumped into the call. Exactly, like I said. Like, just before we started recording. Because I had music on, and I was like, why did we do the music? Exactly. To someone else, like, it depends on what you consider singing, I guess. I teach violin, like, every week, and I have to So you kind of sing the notes? Like, the notes or whatever. But it's not like, it doesn't have lyrics. It doesn't doesn't count. I don't know. If it counts, then, like, less than a week ago. If it doesn't, uh, like, a few months ago, maybe? I was in a voice call with a few friends, and then we were all kind of goofing off and singing songs just because we wanted to, I guess. (laughs) Number six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I will take retaining my mind, please. My body is already screwed. Like, at 30 years old, my 30-year-old body ain't doing so hot. I, I would, I will happily retain my 30-year-old mind, thank you. I would say mind, but I've also seen how much it fucking sucks to have a fully aware mind and then be trapped at home. Oh, yeah. My, my great-grandmother had Alzheimer's pretty bad. She would have these moments of, like, lucidity. And when she would briefly, like, come back to herself, she knew her brain had just gone completely the way of the dodo. And it was, like, devastating to her. Yeah, it's like... It's a difficult question, because it's kind of... It is. The only way I can really describe it was it always seemed like somewhere locked in the back of her brain, Edith existed as she was meant to. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Edith with the five-year-old mentality who couldn't remember Dick Diddley, just Mm -hmm. had the keys and was driving around all the time. So it was Mm -hmm. almost like she was just, like, trapped in her own head with, like, the dumbest version of herself at the front. I don't think I could live with myself. No! I'd rather be dead, honestly. I kind of have a unique perspective on it, probably, because I do have dissociative identity disorder. I'm very lucky in that when my alters are at the front, they stay co-conscious with me. I can still see what's going on, I can still hear what's going on, I can even add my input in, and they'll either relay it or just kind of, like, share the front with me. When I was much younger, though, there were definitely times where I was basically just stuck in my head while somebody else was at the front. And I do not like being trapped in a box of any kind. I would not do well in prison, which is part of why, as much as I would like to smack all the stupid people I run across, I do not, because 
I don't do well in a box. So the idea of having my brain go to that point where I'm basically just watching an absolute moron with no concept of anything drive my body around and uh, there's not crap I can do about it. Yeah, no thanks. No thank you. But there's also the factor with this. For the general person, the body's gonna go before the mind. Like the majority yeah. of six-year-olds are still all there, but their body yeah. is fucked up. Mine started going at 19, so... It's gonna be different depending on your circumstance. You get a lot more time you go body of the 30 year old then mind of the 30 year old depending on the person i guess like for me because i have this my family doesn't have a history of any brain degenerative disease as far as i know so for me i'd go with body because i think my mind would be okay mm -hmm. yeah of course if i had like a family history of alzheimer's i think my answer would be really really different so far grandma edith is the only one that got it she also yeah. had like legionnaire's disease twice she had a couple of strokes she had a heart attack there were a lot of things that contributed to grandma edith's brain going yep i'm gonna go on permanent vacation bye now <laughs> with my family i only had one grandma with any type of brain degenerative disease but they've all had to have surgeries due to various cancers and heart problems because mm. my family has a lot yeah. of those that start up after 30 so yeah so you probably go with 30 so yeah. probably go with the body question number seven do you have a secret hunch about how you will die i've said this as a joke for years um that chances are my sarcasm and negative bs tolerance is going to get me in trouble and some loudmouth jerk is probably going to shoot me one day um <laughs> oh no i hope however that however i go out is relatively quick painless and preferably like i just go sleep and don't get back up you know yeah that's like my ideal way to die i talked about that with like a few friends my thing is either i'm probably gonna go in my sleep as like a little old lady with a bunch of critters or i'm gonna tell the wrong person to get fucked and get shot <laughs> very very polarizing <laughs> Yeah. I had a teacher who her two deaths she wanted was either to die in her sleep or die fighting a cougar. A cougar? That's very okay. specific. It was very specific. You do you, I guess. One that would make sense for me is sudden heart failure because I refused to go in for my checkups. Because <laughs> oh. that's a thing that has happened in our family. Oh, is oh, no. If you go and check your heart, you get heart surgery it's fine. and you're good. If you don't, you die suddenly. Not great. Oh, that's terrible. I don't have a secret hunch about how I'm gonna die because I'd rather not think about that. I don't think about it a lot either. Like I said, the thing about, like, I'm gonna mouth off to the wrong person and get shot is like a running joke between me and friends. Mm -hmm. It's uh -huh. like one of these days, somebody's gonna be being a rude jerk, I'm gonna tell them to get fucked, and it's gonna be like some short-tempered gangbanger or something, and they're just gonna clip uh -huh. me one. <laughs> I'm not very confrontational, so that would not be how I go, most likely. <laughs> uh, I'm not so much anymore either. Uh, when I was younger, I tended to be a lot more aggressive about, mm -hmm. can you stop? Yeah, I think like that's just because, you know, a little kid, no, very little sense of... Uh, it was more when I was a teenager. 12 to... 17? 17? I'm around. Age range. Yeah, but nope. it, it also tended to be, I have to say, I don't generally stand up for myself. Uh. Like, you can be the world's most abrasive dickhead to me. And I just kind of look at you like a really bro. But I'm not going to mm -hmm. really, I'm just going to kind of be like, yeah, okay, and, and walk <laughs> off. It was yeah. more when people were directing their rudeness, ignorance, hatefulness, whatever, to people around me that I cared about. It's been a very long time since that happened in public, but I know myself well enough to know that still to this day, if that were to happen, I would still pop off at somebody. <laughs> it's it's just how I'm wired. You can talk all the smack you want to about me, but the minute you start talking smack about the people around me that I care about, I'm like, hey, guess what? You can go die in a fire. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. And because we have three people, I guess we're going to have to list three things for each of the other people. No, just what all three of us have in common. We're all ace and we all work on this podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, we got we're all aces. We all work on this podcast, and we all seem yeah. to have, if nothing else, an appreciation for creative expression, drawing, painting, etc., yeah. etc. Et for what in life do you feel most grateful? The fact that I'm fairly normal and my life is kind of mundane. It's just like I don't have anything specific that like I need to. I don't have like any conditions or something that would prohibit me from doing anything. Like I don't have chronic pain or anything like that. <laughs> don't get old. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably for the fact that probably for my mom and just like the way she raised me and the way she continues to be where pretty much as long as I'm not like a mass murdering dickhead as long as what I'm doing isn't damaging to myself or people around me she's like cool and very supportive about it so I guess mm -hmm. I'm probably most grateful for the fact that the people that I surrounded myself with and the people that you know are related to me have allowed me to be me without judging me for it i'd say i'm like yeah i'm grateful for a lot of things but most grateful is probably that i get to have the people in my that i have in my life right now in my life at any yeah. stage of my life like people come mm -hmm. and go but the time grateful for the time i get with the people i get you know yeah 100 percent. yeah i guess i I can can I amend my answer to I made a bunch of online friends you guys other people and because we're all stuck at home and stuff really grateful for that because I think I could spare if I didn't have someone to talk to number 10 if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be nothing honestly because here's a fun fact even yeah. the things that were maybe not so great in the way I was raised you change <laughs> any of it and I am no longer the person that I am and I happen to like the person I am so no even things that at the time I was like this sucks I wish this wasn't the way it was I would not change plus my mom the people who raised me were never like abusive to me so yeah I wasn't even thinking about the butterfly effect that's the problem with that but like there are things that's like hmm like the Christian school and all the homophobic rhetoric was not great. Yeah. Not a big fan yeah. of that. But I don't think... Like, it didn't affect who you are now, does it? It does, kind of. Because I feel like I would just kind of be neutral if it wasn't for that. The reason yeah. I became uh... more aggressively supporting the LGBT community and doing my research was because in grade 8, one of my teachers was being shitty during class. And I went, I don't like that. This is... Yeah. That's not good. Why are you being uh... mean to people as my 13 yeah, why are you being self. such a dick and so <laughs> that's what started me researching and looking into these things and being a generally supportive person so without that i think i would just be kind of neutral however i don't particularly appreciate it either you know yeah there like i said there are definitely things in my past when i was a kid that i look at and i'm like wow, that sucked. What the fuck? But I yeah. also wouldn't necessarily change them because they definitely did have an impact on how I ended up. Yeah. I absolutely don't think that teachers should have been behaving like that. And I think they should not no. be behaving like that, obviously. However, yes, that mm -hmm. is part of my history. And yes, that may is part of what made me who I am. So... For me, my initial, like, knee-jerk reaction to this is I wish I wasn't raised with the mindset of you have to work harder, you have to study more, you, you have to do better, da-da-da-da-da-da. Because I think it, it's messing with my mental health a little bit. And, mm. of course, yeah, stereotypical Asian household does not talk about mental health. So I don't freaking know what's wrong with me. I just have a hunch that something might be a little bit wrong with me. Um, and I'm, yeah. like, trying to condition myself to work my way out of the I could be doing more I could be doing better kind of rut because it's gotten to the point where my parents just don't really check up on my grades or whatever I keep them up yeah it's just like it, like I was conditioned to do so and it's something that is important to me yeah but I wish I wouldn't you wish it wasn't so all-consuming yeah it's, like, it's fine for it to be important but when it starts to literally like it starts to eat away at you and I just I hate that yeah then it's not good I yeah I can I can like, I'm trying to slowly condition myself to think about it more rationally but I, I can't remove the initial kind yeah. of punch of yeah yeah you gotta do yeah better. you're 
you're kind of wishing that maybe your parents had been more like my mom, where it's like, yes, having good grades, working hard, etc. is important. However, it's not the end-all, be-all. Don't do that. Yeah. My mom definitely did instill a work ethic in me, but she yeah, yeah. she also made it very clear that, like, if you ain't up to it, you just ain't up to it, kid. <laughs> you are human, and you are fallible, and there are going to be times yeah. when it's just not possible. I wish it was introduced in a more natural way rather than school yeah. is the most important thing. Your education is the most important thing. Like, yeah, education yeah. Is, is important, but... Yeah, but it's not the end-all be-all of the universe. Number 11. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. What if we do, because I don't... Maybe we shouldn't spend 12 minutes doing that. What if we each take yeah. one minute and just <laughs> speed tell your life story? I will time it. Like, oh. legitimately, I have a timer okay. up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, time it. Why not? Go for it. Who wants to go first? Uh, uh, I don't. I'll, I'll go. My life story, pretty simple. I had a mom. That for a while, I was a single mom. Then she met up with my stepdad. She got disabled when I was like eight years old, at which point, unbidden by anybody, I stepped up and basically took on the role of like a much older child, like a teenager or so, which shaped me into being very much a caretaker empathetic, let me help you person. I was allowed to, you know, be very creative, be really into reading and whatnot, anything artsy that I wanted to get into I was supported in and so now I am a big wibbly ball of nerd lore artsy stuff in a vaguely human package <laughs> my turn then yeah are you gonna time yourself or I'm timing myself I was born to a Christian family I have one older sibling I moved for the first time when I was three and we moved and that's I don't have any memories from the first home I have memories from the second home we had bunnies and things and then we moved again when I was five and I are in the home where we are now and I went I started at the school my mom went to when she was a kid and then my mom got a job at a new school that's also these are both Christian schools so I went there and I did and that was like super small school and then I went back to the original school which is slightly bigger but still small and then my dad died and then I made friends and yeah <laughs> and then I finished school <laughs> Oh That's God. basically. I mean, it. I left. I did leave a lot of things out. I just covered like the important chite. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. One minute. Like you, we only gave ourselves a minute, so there's only so much you can pack into a minute. Yeah, like I'm not gonna get into the reason my brain is crosswired the way it is because that's. Oh, it's like what is important details yeah. and you get much shorter at the end there because i could actually see my time i was born and then i'm and then when i was one i moved to the state that i currently live in i've been living in the same house since i was like five so all my memories are from like the same area i went to school i picked up violin when i was like five and then I picked up piano when I was 10. So I, and I still play both of those instruments to this day. I do classical music stuff. Most of my childhood is just studying. After like COVID and stuff, quarantine hit, I picked up a little bit of guitar because my dad plays guitar for fun. So we have guitars in our house. So I picked that mm -hmm. up. And then I guess because this is an ace podcast and all, June 2020, I figured out it was ace. And then we had this podcast like a few months after that. <laughs> My life story is just music and studying. <laughs> it's not too interesting. <laughs> Number 12. If you could wake up tomorrow and having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Any quality. Like, even something that's like not possible. <laughs> Can I teleport? That would be so cool. Convenient. Because I freaking hate flying, but I'd love to be able to just like, especially with like people that I'm friends with online or like my sister out in freaking Oregon, all the way on the other side of the country from me. It would be great to be able to teleport because like, you know, get a message from them where like, I've had a crap day. Everything has gone tits up. What the fuck is life? I could just basically be the teleporting hug fairy. Or with the teleportation, <laughs> you just want to go out to some nice like, place. Like, hey, I want to go to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Once, once COVID is over, obviously, do not go teleporting well, yeah. until then. But oh, <laughs> unless it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. Can you wake up tomorrow? Quality mm -hmm. or ability? Um, I'm torn between either being a really good driver. Or being able to play violin really well. Because I have an audition <laughs> coming up next week. And I'm stressing out about it. So 
If I could do that, that would be good. I assume you already play violin very well, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's debatable. I imagine you are probably a lot better at it than you think you are. I bet you're a lot better than me, but that's not hard because I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. viol- I don't get how it works. Doesn't make sense. How does that Be make sense? I don't pretty either. Music? I don't get it. <laughs> well, you yeah. should play for us sometime. We'll we'll tell you. Oh, uh, should I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love I love violin music. I have three of my altars played. No, four played violin, which is part Ooh. of why I want to get one and learn how to play it myself because I hear them daily in my brain pan. Ooh, like do they play like specific things? I don't know. Would they tell you what pieces? Yegor mostly plays along with like music that he's heard on the radio and whatnot. He can play classical pieces, but he prefers not to. Harper is older than dirt. Like literally the man is over 3,000 years old because he's not human. And he mostly seems to play like sea shanties and whatnot because he did spend some time as a privateer for the Dutch Mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. Dusk is the one that mostly plays like classical music and then... Do they tell you like the name of the pieces? If I ask. If I ask, they'll tell me what the name of it is, yeah. With Yegor and Harper, generally speaking, I know what it is. Same with Izzy because there again, Izzy Mm -hmm. just kind of plays whatever the frick she wants to. She does not play as much. Generally speaking, if I hear somebody playing one up here, it's either Yegor or Harper. Yegor plays along... His his favorite music to, like, practice to is he plays along with songs from The Cure, which typically do not have violin parts, but mm-hmm. he kind of just, like, plays it, plays along with it anyway. It sounds amazing. It's one of those things where I uh-huh. wish I could, like, actually, like, a, like a recording device in my fucking head so that I could record mm-hmm. it and then just, like, bring it out and play it for other people because he's really freaking good. So one... One ability. I don't know what instrument I want to play. Probably guitar, but I'd like I'd like to be able uh, to play an instrument. Too. I had three, four years of guitar lessons. I have never played a single song. I can't do it. No, I'm, I, I cannot do that many things at once. I don't get it. <laughs> So, yeah, I'd like to be able to just be able to play the guitar. Question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't know. I don't have an answer for this Would one. people believe me if I told them? No. No, they wouldn't. Would that's the problem. I'm like, I've, I've been looking at this question for like the past couple of minutes and going, I don't know. Because I mean, the obvious things like, is there a god, etc., etc. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, that's my first thought. But like, if no one believes me, there's no point. Here's the thing. That's kind of a point. Asking a crystal ball, you know, is there a God? The whole point of faith is that there's not concrete evidence for it. And you go with it. Yeah. When you actually have like concrete proof of a thing, that's knowledge, not faith. Most of the questions that, like, the average person would ask, I'm like, I kind of already know the answer to that, at least for myself. And uh-huh. I don't feel the need to, like, I know myself pretty freaking well, so what the frick is it going to tell me about that? I want to ask it about my future if I could ask it about God. <laughs> I don't know. I'd ask for, like, can I see a glimpse of my life 10 years in the future kind of thing. I guess maybe I would ask it, like, questions about some of my past lives or something. Because I remember some of them, but not all of them. I, I don't Or maybe I asked if there was, like, an afterlife or his rebirth a thing. There again, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to that. I'd honestly, I'd rather not know the answer, you know? Right. Or that, yeah. Because especially in my case, any question that you know, like, about something people don't know for sure, that you ask and then you know for sure, I'm not sure I want that, you know? Well, see, and here's my other issue is, like, I have beliefs being a spiritual person, not necessarily beholden to any organized religion, but just as a spiritual person with faith in certain ideals. If I ask the crystal ball and it completely upsets everything that I've, like, based my shit around, like, these are the Uh things I believe. Thank you, the rug gets pulled out from under me enough. I don't need the crystal ball's help. Thank you very much. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, even if it upsets my entire life, I would rather know the truth. I'm gonna find out the truth eventually when I die anyway. That's a weird one. Yeah, that's sure. I don't, know, I don't know if any of us gave any like. No, we didn't. None of us did. But that's the, the fine. concrete answer for me is no. I yeah. didn't, I wouldn't want to know anything. I'm just gonna oh, smash really? the ball. That's my plan. 
I mean, nothing is a valid answer. Yeah, no, nothing. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I would ask it a question. I would ask it, is it 100% true that Da Vinci was a giant homosexual? I am like 99.9% sure that the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Still, I'd be like, was he a big gay? Awesome. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) And move on. I don't know why that makes me love him more. Or I could ask, what cool historical figure was Ace? Yeah, we could ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then no historian would believe you. Yeah. Who, cares? <laughs> Who cares whether they believe us or not? We know but the I'll truth. I'll tell you about my crystal ball and which cool historical figure is Ace. Yeah, okay. and all the Aces can just band together with it and be like, haha. For me, I just want a glimpse 10 years into the future. That's fair. I guess, That's fair. Something. Can I just say that immediately the questions have somehow ramped up in difficulty as soon as we've gotten to the second right? set? Right? What the heck is with set two? <laughs> what the heck happened? Like, that was immediate. I thought it was going to be, like, pretty gradual. No. Question 14. Is there something that you dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it yet? I have wanted to visit Japan and or Ireland for quite a long time. And the reason I haven't done it yet, money. I ain't got none. (laughs) In order to go to Japan or Ireland... I also, when I was 13, myself, my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa visited Hawaii for two weeks for a Lions Club convention because grandpa was in the Lions Club. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, that place is amazing. Mom, me, grandma, all three of us have said none of us would mind living there. And from like 13 forward, it has been Mm -hmm. a dream of mine to potentially live on one of those islands someday. But again, the reason I haven't done it, money. I ain't got none. (laughs) And living on an (laughs) island, Hawaii is wonderful, but it is much more expensive. Just the general cost of living is much higher there because you're on an island and a lot of the like day-to-day things that humans consume and even need for survival has to be imported in. And that's expensive. Anyway, that's mine. I would like to travel to some places and have not because... I ain't got that dollar. The two first things that come into my head are skydiving and getting a tattoo. Those are the two things that pop up first. I have a tattoo. I got one uh, three or four years ago. I will tell you this. Just a piece of advice for anybody like you, Dana, who wants to get a tattoo. I'm a very bony person. I'm very, very thin and lanky. Yay, Marfans and Native American heritage. And I have always heard that getting a tattoo over a bony area, like your shoulder blades or over a joint, hurts like a motherfucker. Well, being bony, I was like, well, where could I get my tattoo that it wouldn't be bony as hell and hurt like crap? And I was like, well, the inside of my arm, oh. my tattoo is on the uh, mm. on my left inner arm. Yeah, It's a song lyric oh. from one of my favorite bands. It says, we are alive, we're still thinking and breathing, we will survive. It's from a Crew Shadow nice. song called Stargazer. Feel free to look it up. It's an amazing song. I was like, well, the inside of my arm is pretty needy. I'll get it there. No. I find out. As he starts doing it, that is one of the most sensitive areas on the body to get yeah. tattooed. Yeah. He he had the same reaction to it that I did when he... I was like, well, the theory was sound. The execution is wildly <laughs> flawed. And he was like, yeah, the theory was sound. But yeah, no, execution. In practice, it's not. Don't get your first tattoo on the inside of your arm. It hurts like a bitch. It's gotta be on my leg. I already know what tattoo I want first. But the reason I have been waiting is I want to have enough money to get a really well-done tattoo. I think because mine is text, it only cost me $50. But it's very well done. It's I'm quite happy with it, and it healed very well. So. I guess for me, it's something that I want to do. Travel to Europe? Specifically England, London would be neat. Um, yeah. I haven't done that yet because money. And then money. I currently can't really travel anywhere because COVID. That's kind of sucks. And also up until like the last year or two, you were a minor, meaning you probably would have yeah. had to go with your parents. And if they don't want to go, yeah. well, that's flat out. I would love to explore it on my own as well. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Or with like friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because I love my parents. Mm-hmm. Would love to do things with friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something else that I have. Driving for, because I kind of am terrified of the concept of being in control of something that could get me and other people killed. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I want to do it for the sake of, like, convenience. Yeah. I can't really live without like, being able to drive at this point. Fifteen, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? I don't know. I don't have an answer for this. 
<laughs> I don't know. Don't have any cool costumes. That I'm a decent human? It's like, I don't know. Cool? Oh, there's I mean, no cool stories to tell. There's things I'm proud of, sure, but... Moving on, none of us have a freaking clue. Right. I have friends, I'm healthy. That's... Yeah, despite all my problems, I'm not in a loony bin and I'm a mostly stable human person. That's my greatest accomplishment. Yeah, like, I'm stable, I have friends, I'm healthy, I have a food, I, you know, what? like... I can cook, I can maintain healthy relationships. Number 16. Yeah. 16. Go ahead. What do I value most in a friendship? Okay... What do I value most in a friendship? I value people who treat me the way I treat them. So they're honest mm. with me. They're loyal. They, you know, they they return the support that I give them. Because I've had a whole lot of people that I was their friend and they were not mine. I am. This is both a strength and a flaw of mine. I am very much, if I care about you, I am 100% the right, a ride or die person. I will punch the devil in the face for you. However, mm -hmm. that does not get returned to me very often. Case in point, longtime friend, we're not friends, I haven't spoken to her in over a decade at this point, but her oh, wow. dad passed away. I spent two weeks at her house, basically being a living, breathing, like, plush toy to cry on for those two weeks. A couple years down the line, when my great-grandfather passed away, she came to my house unannounced, just showed up, which, okay, whatever asked me how I was doing, and I'm very much one of those people that unless I'm actively dying, I'm like, my go-to answer is, I've been better, I've been worse. She proceeded to start talking about herself for two hours, and then left. Ew. Yes, Ooh. exactly. That girl, A, had no sense of self. Basically, whoever was her new newest favorite person, she would try to model herself off them. Mm -hmm. So for quite a while, she was like a crazy goth creature like I was because I was her favorite person and that's what I was but she was also very self-centered and very entitled mm -hmm. in a lot of ways so I was very definitely her friend mm -hmm. she was not mine mine's odd because I realized recently and by recently I mean probably a couple months ago that it's mm -hmm. creativity like anyone oh, I am friends yeah. with makes shit and does cool things yeah I cannot hold yeah. a conversation with someone who I can't talk about cool projects with. At the very least, <laughs> if they're not actively creative in some aspect themselves, they have to at least be appreciative of it, you know? Like, I have people that I will talk to sometimes that aren't as creative. But I don't know if it's just because I search them out or I, or I only end up becoming close friends with people. But anyone who I'm, like close friends with is constantly working on projects type of person generally i definitely have friends who don't create things themselves in any capacity but they mm -hmm. love like i draw i write i i do a lot of crap y'all know this <laughs> and i do have friends that don't do any of that but they freaking love those communities like they're yeah. really into reading what people write and they're really into art communities and whatnot and they support a whole bunch of artists and things like that so even though they themselves don't create anything they're like constantly talking about it because they love those communities so much and they love supporting them mm. so we we're still able to talk about creative things even though they themselves don't create anything but i i also have that same thing where like pretty much all of my friends are creative in some aspect or are super supportive of creative things yeah yeah for me, I think my answer is consistency. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of people who blow hot and cold. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No one is. My thing is, like, I try not to make plans super long-term in advance because of my health issues. I honestly don't mm -hmm. know from one day to the other whether I'm going to be up for something. But mm -hmm. if I do make plans with someone... I'm physically incapable of following through. I try to give them heads up a long, yeah. like, hours and hours and hours in advance. Like, hey, sorry, just FYI. I can't even get out of my bed today, so sorry. <laughs> you want to reschedule? Or try to, at least? It's also, if, depends, like, some people act like they're for sure going to do it. Like, with some people, you yeah. know things could come up with them. It's kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I try to have the respect for them to let. Yeah, that's like the there's, thing. There's three flakers. And it's a res crazy. it's a respect issue. Generally, with inconsistent people, it's 
not even necessarily that they're busy. It's that they don't have yeah. enough respect for the people around yeah. them to be like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm not going to be able to make it or whatever. The type mm -hmm. of people that like you make plans with them and then you sit around in your home all day in basically like waiting mode. You don't want to start anything because they're supposed to be there. And then, you know, the entire day no, goes by and they never show up and they mm -hmm. never even so much as message you and go, hey, by the way, plans changed. Yeah. It, it's yeah. sort of I hate like that crap. there are it's rude. totally valid reasons someone could call off a plan. Yeah. yeah. It depends how they do but it. But at least let me know. Like if it was an emergency and your ass was in the hospital, I can understand why you didn't mm -hmm. like give me a heads up or whatever. But that's also not going to happen every other day. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, I feel like you probably, that is a valid reason. Oh, yeah. they're in a coma. Okay. Yes, I get why they did oh, not God. show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be a thing of, well, that would explain it, okay. What is your most treasured memory? Uh, it's one of those, it's like, I don't have any answer for this. For me, it was probably any time that I got to spend with Bobby. Bobby was the youngest son of a family friend. It was a college friend of my grandpa and his wife. And they had, I can't even remember how many kids they had. But Bobby was the youngest. And this poor kid, oh my god. He was born with spina bifida and a number of other health problems. He basically spent his entire life in a wheelchair and mentally he was Ooh. never going to be older than about five years old. They, he had a number of surgeries over the course of his life. His brain was too small for his skull mm. and it would shift backwards and fall down like on top of his brainstem. And so they had to keep going in and moving it. When he was very, very young, they had to cut the tendons in his legs because his legs started to like curl up. Like, the tendons just pulled taut and started pulling them up, so they had to cut them so that they wouldn't do that. His one arm was, like, fixed in this bent position, and it always stayed up close to his chest. And his other arm, he had very minor motion in. I absolutely adored him. I told everybody from, like, I met him when I was, like, four years old. And I think he was, like, six or seven, maybe eight? Because he was, he was 18 when he passed away, and I was 12. And I'm terrible now, so I'm not going to be able to do the math on how far apart we were in age but literally from the day i met him to the day he passed away i told anybody who would listen that when i grew up i was going to marry that kid and i 100 percent meant it he lived up in west virginia so we didn't get to see each other super often because of course his family didn't have a whole lot of money neither did ours really but any amount of time that i got to spend with him is probably the memories i treasure the most funnily enough what actually took him out was he went in one last time to reposition his brain and they put a shunt in so that it wouldn't ever be able to do that again. And he recovered from that fine, but he got pneumonia in the hospital while he was recovering, and it was the pneumonia that took him out. I don't have an answer for this. I'd say um, my favorite, it's a, memories are not solid things. So it's not like a single memory, but it's more like the idea. Oh, yeah, that's true. The collective memory of doing this a thousand times, basically, of creating different projects with my best friend. Gotcha. Oh. You know, it's, with this and the next question of worst memories, I've made I've made video projects both about the best memory and the worst memory. The best memory is online. Yeah, the you worst actually memory showed is not. me both. I don't have. I don't, see, that's the issue. I don't have an answer for either. Shall we move on to worst memory? My most terrible memory is at the time my mom had to spend a prolonged period of time at my grandma's house helping her out with stuff that was going on, and it was just me and the Canadian at the house. This was when we were together, and he was just being his usual asshole self. So I basically got to spend around a week completely by myself while I went through a miscarriage. Wow. Was not fun. No. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> it wasn't super, super good. It's all right, though. It's been a long time, and I'm, I'm doing all right now. Mm. I mean, in one sense of the word, it ended up kind of being for the best, because... Uh, most of the health problems that run in my family, as far as like the chronic pain and whatnot, are genetic. So, which is why I, not too long after that, I just kind of made the executive decision that I just wasn't going to have kids. I'm sure I would do just fine as a mom. Like, I don't think I would irreparably damage my child, but oh, it my brain is not really wired mm -hmm. that way like i could kind of force the issue and do all right with it but it's not a thing that would be super easy or necessarily super healthy for me to do um a maternal instinct kind of thing i have plenty of maternal instinct it's just like 
it's hard to explain. My brain is a strange creature. I do very well taking care of other people. I do exceptionally well taking care of animals. I even do well looking after children and whatnot. But it mm-hmm. this is also part of the reason that before I figured out I was Arrow Ace, anytime I got into like any sort of romantic relationship, it would inevitably fail. Because I'm mm-hmm. very much one of those people that when you put me in a situation like that, I give all of myself to somebody. And eventually, I basically, I'm like, I literally don't have anything else to give you. I have to get away from you, or it's going to kill me. So I don't think it would be between the fact that the chances of any offspring of mine having the same, like, oh, by the way, here's a huge heaping helping of chronic pain and your body ain't gonna work right. And how draining it would be on me as a person to be a parent it's just not a good plan it's not for me no besides kids are best when you can like spoil them for a couple hours and then send them back to the people who made them (laughs) (laughs) like i like kids i don't mind kids i get along very well with them because my brain is kind of still wired very much like a kid or a teenager but I can only do that for a couple of hours before it's like, okay, and now I need you to go. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a biggest fan of small children. (laughs) No. I get along a lot better with people who are a little bit older than me. Little kids, (laughs) little kids especially, like seven and under, are especially draining. But by the time you get to be like eight, nine, ten, and into the, like, teens... Oh, uh-huh. I can get along with them all day long. I don't know. I, I'm not the type of person who finds little babies cute, so. Babies are <laughs> cute. Well, like, I don't mind babies. Babies are cute, but I babysat for my eye doctor for a time. Specifically, mm. oh, their, wow. like, infant child. And her mm. mom was a butthole because her mom was still breastfeeding, but would go and eat everything that any mother who breastfeeds knows you should not eat because it will give your child gas. So, she was adorable, she was really sweet, but she also spent, like, 85% of her time screaming because she was in agony. And I literally, what I would, basically what would happen is I would be trying to soothe her in any capacity that I could, and I would bite Mm. my bottom lip, rather than let any of the tension and whatnot transfer through my body. I basically damn near bit through my lip, and her Mm. husband read her the fucking riot act. He was like, it's not bad enough that you're torturing our child. Have you seen what you've done to that poor girl? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Dana, do you have an answer for 18? Yeah. Strangely enough, yeah. it's not the day my father died. It's the day we found out he had cancer. They're about three weeks apart, so it's not that oh, different. No. Yeah, no, I definitely... Uh, We've we've spoken about this, but I'm very much wired the same way. It's like, once they've actually passed away, it's almost kind of yeah. relieving in a way. But when they're diagnosed with whatever through when they're suffering with it, that's what really mucks me and up. And it's, it's weird because I had a near panic attack earlier in the day because my brain went, he has cancer, doesn't he? And I'm like, no, he doesn't. The doctor said he doesn't. And then mom came home, and she's like, he has cancer, and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So, not a fun day for me. No. And then I went to my friend's house and watched Invader Zim. This is a real weird place to end, but... It is. We run out of time for this episode, so we're gonna have to carry this on. Yeah, we were planning on doing all 36 questions in one episode, but considering we're halfway through and the recording's gone on for almost an hour and a half... Yeah, yeah, not happening. To be continued! Uh, Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. Two episodes. To be Yay. continued. Yeah, we break this up in like two episodes. I mean, I prefer doing that rather than trying to rush all three oh, yeah, questions. Oh yeah, that I think this would not be fun. The conversations. I mean, we, I, I, we can't really tie it into will this lead to love while we're halfway through, can we? So no, not really. <laughs> I had like plans at the end to like do concluding thoughts and that's how we would tie it back to like yeah you're getting that next time for now you're just learning a lot of shit about us yeah exactly thank you for listening if you would like to see behind the scenes stuff or be a guest on this podcast you can get in touch with us on instagram at nights of nope and reddit u slash nights of nope you can also email us at a casual exchange at gmail.com we would love to hear from you guys send us any comments concerns or questions that's all from us today and we'll see you guys in two weeks a casual exchange was created by the knights of nope 
Producing and editing credits go to Dana. This podcast is hosted by Allie. Music credits are in the description.